And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, it's another edition of Tell Al Tuesday. And I have Sean and Heather coming back. The last time I had them on the show was in September of 2021. You know, we were we were kind of in the middle of a pandemic. I think we were we were trying to pull out of a pandemic, but we had a great time together and, and they shared their experiences with you. So what I've done today is I've asked them to come back on the show. I want them to share some of those experiences that they shared last time with you, because I know some of you are new to the show and maybe you just, you don't have that relationship with them yet. Not a problem. We're going to fix all that today. You're going to get inside the minds of two very successful real estate investors who just happen to be married to each other. Now, when Sean became a member back in 2008. Heather was not in the picture yet. Sean, Sean was doing what Sean needed to do, and he stumbled across Lifestyles Unlimited on the radio, and he started listening to the things that our founder and CEO, Del Wamsley, had to say. And as a result of that, he took an interest in Lifestyles Unlimited, and he came and he checked it out, and lo and behold, he became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. So here's the beautiful thing about Sean. He had absolutely no real estate investing experience prior to coming to Lifestyles. You know, you know why I think that's great? It's because he didn't have any bad habits. See, I had owned real estate prior to becoming a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And the first thing I learned when I went through the educational program was that I was doing a lot of things really wrong. And I had to fix that. Now, Sean didn't have that kind of baggage. As a matter of fact, he got to work buying single family. And I'll tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to bring Sean and Heather onto the show. I want Sean to pick up the story and I want you to understand why he made a decision to buy rental real estate while continuing to rent himself. It's a very, very important piece of his story. So welcome to the show, Sean and Heather. I'm really interested in getting caught up with you guys because I know you bought that 153 unit property in, in the middle of the pandemic. And I'm really interested in hearing how that thing's turning out. But before we get into that, come on, Sean, give, give me the background. What was going on back in 2008? What were you doing for a job? Why this real estate stuff? Why, why not just do what everybody else is doing? Put your money in the 401k. Hey, yeah, that's right. I, uh, in fact, I, I was doing that, but uh, I was I was in the space program here in Houston, and uh, you know, my ultimate goal was just to make make a, a higher return or a better return on my investment. And I just didn't have confidence in the stock market. Uh, didn't know I'd go to bed at night. Didn't know if the stocks would go up or stocks would go down, and ultimately, just didn't have control over my investments, my four hundred one k with the company I was in. And I said, there's got to be another way. And so I was listening to the radio. And, of course, the radio show had 90 85% of them were related to stocks. And then I heard Dell. And I said, well, this is more interesting. You, know, you could buy real estate. You could rent it out. It appreciates. And there's all these other benefits associated with real estate. And it really caught my attention. And so I joined and I went to the two-day, got educated. And, of course, I knew that real estate – in my mind, had appreciated over time because when I grew up, my family had 
two different houses. And each time they sold their house, it doubled, but they never rented it out. And I said, well, if I can do the same thing, but rent it out and get what we call mailbox money, you know, that's another feather in the cap. And I wanted to learn more about it. And so I got educated. And once I got educated, I just went out and executed and just started growing and growing and growing. And that was my initial goal was just to make a higher return on my investment. And then after I started acquiring acquiring single family properties, my next goal was to be able to retire. And so I had to acquire enough to make that uh, that passive income substantial, substantial enough to where I could retire. And then once I was able, myself and Heather were able to retire, then our next goal was just to add value into people's lives. And that's what we do today. So here's here's the question I've got for you, Sean. You started off doing single family. I mean, you bought single family assets, but you didn't own a house yourself. Why, why did you do that? Uh, well, I, I mean, of course, I didn't have money to, to buy a house. So all I could do was rent. And I felt the timing was just right for me to go instead of using and, and, and putting money into a house uh, for a primary residence, I could go purchase a house and, you know, get appreciation, but also get that rental income. And so I did that. I acquired a couple of homes and to the point where my rental income that I was getting from my rental houses was enough to pay for my mortgage at the time when I actually bought my primary residence. So I was living basically mortgage free. And that's what was that was the goal. Do you, do you think back in that time period, it was it was easier for you to get a loan as an investor without having personal debt for a primary residence? Do you think that made it a little bit easier for you or was something else going on in the background? No, I, I, I mean, of course, every situation is different. I had good credit, so I could buy I could buy a primary residence or I could buy a, uh, a rental property. Uh, it was I just felt that instead of just tying my money up into a primary residence, it was more economically ad- advantageous for me to go buy some rental properties. Uh, back then, I think I was putting 10% down. You know, I was buying these homes in 2008, and nine, and so on. You know, I was paying roughly 50, 60 grand for these homes that are now worth, uh, you know, a lot more. And so I didn't have to put that much down relative to what you would today. And, um, and so I just did that. And then, uh, as I as I grew, there was Fannie Mae requirements, and um, I had to. It was easier for me to just consolidate several of these loans into one commercial blanket loan under an LLC, and then I could go do it again, and just and just kept growing that way, and um, and had fun doing it, and learned, of course, learned all the way, and I couldn't have done it without lifestyles uh, with their educational classes, uh, Dell. Uh, providing, you know, great insight and, of course, the mentors, you know, the mentors at Lifestyles basically walked me through this entire process because, as I mentioned earlier, I had no real estate experience. And they walked me through whether it was from locating a property, evaluating, you know, getting underwriting these deals, putting offers in. And then once you buy the property, then it's got to make it the best product at the best price. And, of course, there's somebody in Lifestyles who's done it. Uh, and they're ready to help you out. And so I was very thankful, and I'm still, and Heather and I are still thankful today for all the expertise we've received from the mentors and the team at Lifestyles. How, how many houses did you wind up buying in, the, in those ended early years? It ended up being years? 16 throughout the greater Houston area. Of course, I was down at, uh, in the space program in Houston, so you know, down in uh, Clear Lake. And I was buying properties from up in Conroe, uh, down to Texas City, League City, and then over to Matagorda. And I had, you know, properties in between. Logistically, uh, with a full-time job, logistically, it just became a challenge to manage and operate 
you know, all these properties by myself because I didn't have a team. I couldn't afford a team. Uh, and so trying to answer phone calls at work or going to the property, I just we just felt it was easier if we could sell these properties, consolidate all these doors into one parking lot, hire a team to be able to lease and maintain these units. If we could do that, let's go do that. And, of course, that's apartments. And so that's what we did. We started selling the houses and uh, – and taking those funds to go buy apartments. So at this point, Heather's in the picture. I mean, Heather, you're you're fully educated. Mm-hmm. You're immersed in the lifestyles community. Or are you a skeptic at this point? No, I was. I was on board. I mean, I I trusted Sean, and then and I had started to get educated by lifestyles and was understanding that, and uh, you know, and us trying to research and locate our first multifamily property uh, and understanding that process, it was a, a lot of information, but Lifestyles, you know, walks you through that uh, and willing to learn from our mistakes and, and not be fearful of it. So, no, not much of a skeptic. I felt pretty confident in kind of our partner in Lifestyles uh, to help us through that. Okay, so at that time period in your life, you've obviously kind of revised your, your plan, Sean, because now Heather's a part of it. So what what is your game plan for retirement? Are you still on like a five-year get-retired streamline, or did, did your, your gates change on you? I mean, I, I just tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what we did. I don't know what the, uh, I mean, the, the plan never changed. Was, of course, ultimately, it started out was trying to make above average rate of return on our investment, second step. Second goal would be to retire, and then third goal would be add value in people's lives. It was just, you know, we got to take the right steps to to get to those next levels, to those next gates. The gates never changed. We still had the same gates. It was just, you know, got to go find the the, the asset. We got to go, you know, go find like-minded folks and lifestyles who are willing to invest with us and trust us with their money, and so we can grow our business. You know, we've got to hire staff and grow a staff and, and grow a company, and so there was course, new challenges along the way to, to grow and, and expand your business, but uh, the gates never changed. So now you guys are using economies of scale. You've, you've realized that single family is, is a really good vehicle to, to get you where you want to be, but it may not be the vehicle that you ride all the way into the sunset, correct? Correct. Right. Okay. So now, now you're focused on multifamily. Why, why did you choose a 68 unit apartment community in Baytown, Texas as your first asset? This is an interesting story. So I was actually closing on a single family residence, one of the 16 that we had bought. And I'm at closing at the title company. And I actually had a, um, a, a, a tour for a small, very small apartment community uh, in Houston the following day. And so the Lifestyles uh, broker had called me and was just going to confirm, you know, our planned appointment to go take a look at a, a apartment the next day. And I, I, you know, told the title company uh, lady, you know, hold, you know, sorry, but can you hold on and take this call just to confirm our appointment? And so I hung up and she says, oh, you're buying apartments. I said, well, you know, we're selling these houses to go buy an apartment. She said, well, that's interesting. I have a friend, you know, you probably won't be interested, but I have a friend who's thinking about selling his apartment complex. In fact, let me give you his name and number and you can just call him and, you know, maybe go look at his property, you know, if he wants to sell. And so 
hung up the phone and closed on the single family title, got out in the parking lot, called the gentleman, uh, toured the next day, and then we were working on a uh, LOI the following day. So never know how this stuff is going to fall in your lap. And when it does, you got to be ready. So I was very thankful wow. to God for those blessings. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Heather, I got to ask you, Sean's making this real estate stuff seem pretty easy. Are, are you on board still? <laughs> well, I think at that point I was about eight months pregnant and <laughs> who knows what I was thinking. Or uh, <laughs> Now, this is your first child, right? Yes, that was our first child. Okay, so so let's let's frame this picture here. Heather's eight months pregnant. Sean has just found a 68-unit apartment community. And I will tell you, the story gets even more interesting, but you're not going to hear the results till we come back after this. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason. You're the accountant. You're the CPA. You're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and on Tell Al Tuesday, I have Sean and Heather with me. And they're in the middle of a very interesting story about how Sean was able to find this 68-unit apartment community that he wanted to buy. This was, this was the asset that was going to allow him to transition from single-family into multifamily. It, it kind of just fell into his lap. And, oh, by the way, Heather is eight months pregnant as all all of this is going down. So, so come on, guys, pick up the story and, and tell me what, what Sean wound up doing while Heather was in the process of bringing your first child into the world. Right. Well, and Sean had brought all of this uh, information to me. And, you know, thinking about a 68-unit property sounded, you know, like a dream come true to us for our first property because it was just the right size where you could have one office staff and you could have one maintenance on site, which sometimes, you know, can pose challenges if it if it isn't big enough. And so that, I think, also allowed us to feel very confident going into that while we had to learn HR and hiring. And now, okay, you can have two people on there. How do you pay them? How do you train them? How do you find them? Uh, and then it's about 30 minutes from where we live. So being able to travel there. So all of that, you know, gave us confidence to do that. And then 
Our first child came four weeks early. That was a surprise. And then Sean had already said the next day, you know, I'm so sorry, sweetie. I have to leave and go sign a contract for villas. And then, you know, doing some work from the hospital bed because our child was in the NICU. And then Sean had left. Uh, and then the adventure just, you know, began then. And, and it's still been an adventure till this day today. So, so Sean, as part of your PowerPoint briefing to Heather, did did you plan to have a child in the middle of buying your first multifamily apartment community? Oh, sure. Uh, why why wouldn't you? You know, you got to keep things exciting. <laughs> uh, no, I mean we're just we're blessed by God with you know the kids we have and uh, just very thankful that we have them. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. So, I mean, let's let's talk about family a little bit. How has real estate changed your lives so that you're able to focus more of your time on your family? When we had our first child and then knowing we were going to be able to acquire villas at the Palms, the 68-unit property allowed me to retire uh, first and then, you know, grow that. And then, uh, you know, then as we acquired more, then allowed Sean uh, to retire as well in 2018. So, yeah, and so since Heather was able to retire in 2016, she was able to stay, you know, with our youngest or our, 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 our oldest now, but she was able to stay home with our oldest and, you know, take, take her, our daughter, you know, very various places in the, in the neighborhood and, uh, spend more quality time with her. And she mm-hmm. had more control of uh, her time and she could manage what the activities would be versus, you know, not having that freedom or that, you know, that, that time. And that's what we've enjoyed. It's kind of like flying a plane, right? I mean, you, you have all this freedom when you're up in the air, but you're also totally accountable. So yeah, it's great to be able to drive your ship and control the path of where you're going, but you're also accountable. And so we, you know, we, we, but we thrive in that environment and, you know, it's been, it's been great with all the kids, whether it's, you know, being to have time to, to coach their, their soccer team or just take them to various events, spend time at the pool with them, take them on road trips, RVing in Yellowstone. And, you know, during COVID, when everything was shut down, we just RVed, we rented a Suburban and just drove from here to Heather's folks in Utah and went across, uh, you know, all these different national parks and spend the night in some beautiful places and just had a great time. And uh, we were able to do that because while we're doing it, we're able to coordinate with our staff and, and have our meetings and operate properties from afar because we already hired the team to be there on site for us, but we can still, you know, as the, the, you know, the owners of the company, we still execute uh, from afar. So that, that 68 unit, apartment community that's that was the catalyst that caused heather to retire am i getting that correct correct yeah okay and and then in 2018 you guys really went to town you bought three more apartment communities sean by buying those was was that the catalyst to help you achieve retirement or were you able to officially retire before you acquired all three of those no, it was, yeah, it was at the end. It was, uh, we acquired a 21 unit next in 2018. We were going to close in 2017, but uh, there was a lot of rain that came into Houston uh, from Hurricane Harvey and kind of delayed some things. So uh, once the dust settled and everything dried up, we were able to close early in 2018. Then we closed on uh, our largest property in July of 2018. And then we closed on a 75 unit 
in December of 2018. So I was able to retire once we closed on our 216-unit property in July of 2018 uh, to where I could just focus full-time, uh, you know, as a, as a lead investor on our property. Because once you get a certain amount of units um, and you're a lead investor, you need to really uh, find you need to really focus on the the business and managing the properties, managing the the investors, and it requires a lot of work and a lot of time as a full time lead investor. So, to want to do that, I had to be able to retire. So uh, that one, the one in July of 2018, allowed me to retire to just focus full time on multifamily. And Heather retired like like we said in 2016. It's pretty clear to me that, you, you, and you said it yourself, you could retire anywhere along the line. You just weren't ready to do it. And Heather, we know for a fact that Sean was just waiting to find you because he needed you in his life to give him some direction. Fair enough? Right. And I love that he was like, I could have, and then I met Heather. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how bringing somebody into your life can totally yeah. transform what's important to you. And, and obviously, you're very important to him because he focused on you and getting you retired. And I'm guessing that had a great effect on your family, did it not? Yes, it did. Allowing that freedom and flexibility and also, you know, we now have three kids and the example we get to set for them and they are now, you know, getting involved in the apartment, you know, stopping by and helping out over breaks and different things. But getting to show them, you know, we want to show them that finding something you're passionate about and, and working towards goals um, and and having fun while doing that, which is why, you know, we've we've stayed in it and have enjoyed it. So in 2020, the United States of America joined the rest of the world and we went into what was supposed to be a two week lockdown that turned into about a two year lockdown. But you guys did something amazing. You you went out in the middle of a pandemic and you bought a one hundred and fifty three unit apartment community. What what was going through your your mind at that time? Yeah, we actually bought it in January of 2020 before uh, everything got shut down. So we were, what, you know, maybe a month and a half or so before everything shut down. So, you know, here we were buying this property that was, I think, roughly 53% occupied at the time. It needed a lot of TLC, and, and that was our plan, was, that you know, the, it was a big value-add opportunity, and so that's why we bought it. And because we already had the 216 units literally just down the street. So we knew the submarket and we were ready to grow in that submarket. Yeah. And then, you know, then everything shut down. So things changed pretty quickly. And then uh, there were some other challenges along the way, like, uh, you know, we couldn't evict people. And then this whole rental assistance program kicked in and everybody got dependent on the monetary heroin and all this rental, the rental assistance they were getting. And, uh, and luckily we came out, you know, on this, on the other side and, I mean, we've we've really increased uh, the value of this property from when we took it over. I mean, currently we're sitting at, you know, 92%, I believe, occupied currently. And, you know, right. we took it over just before COVID started, and uh, we were in the 50s. And, you know, we renovated 38 units. When I say renovate, I'm talking about, you know, new countertops, new bathtubs, new tub surrounds, new appliances, new flooring, new cabinets, microwaves. I mean, it was a, a full renovation for 38 units. So it took us... I want to say it took us three, about three months or so to get those 38 units online. But once we did that, we 
had a huge rent bump uh, because of the the new the new amenities and just the new quality of the product as well. So we like that rental increase, and of course that increased uh, the value of the property once we collected that income. What what kind of rates of return are you receiving on that that property? Yeah, I mean, I was just looking the other day. It, uh, I think just the la- over the last year, the uh, the value of that property has gone up over two million just by us raising rents. Because as we know, the market right now interest rates are very very high, and so a lot of our residents aren't able to buy a house. And so what do they need? They need a place to stay. So they're going to rent an apartment. During COVID or during when times when maybe rates were lower, we were seeing people leave and maybe our occupancy ticked down a little bit. Maybe our rent, our rents went down a little bit because people were, were competing with people who were trying to leave to go buy a house. But in today's market, we're just, we're, we're, we're across our portfolio. We're at the highest occupancy rate we've ever had since we acquired our first 68 units. So we like where it's at. We like where it's going. And, you know, we have a lot of unrealized uh, capital gains in our properties. You know, our first property, our 68 unit, we've returned over 100% back to our investors. And the other ones just keep, you know, we provide those distributions quarterly. And uh, and when they get them, you know, our investors are very thankful. And, you know, we we hope to keep doing that. Well, I think you guys are doing a great job because uh, the word on the street amongst the Lifestyles Unlimited passive investor community, which I'm a proud member of, is, yeah, when Sean and Heather get another deal, you should be in it. So, <laughs> I mean, you're doing you're doing great stuff, not only for your, your fellow investors, you are doing great things for the community. And, and that's important to you. I mean, you don't you don't treat your residents like just, you know, anybody off the street. You actually care about your residents, do you not? Yes. Yes, and I think that starts, you know, our team genuinely knows that we care for them and they care for the residents and, you know, procedures we have in place and events uh, and how quickly we get work orders done and communication is all very key and, you know, grateful that you just gave us that compliment. But, you know, the properties also have these wonderful reputations of that, that they respect you, they treat you right. Um, you know, they want genuinely good things for you. And we recognize the important role we hold of providing these people a home and, and where they live. And we don't take that lightly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the key element to being a successful real estate investor. And it also prevents you from being the, the notorious slumlord, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So, so how's, how's the portfolio doing? I mean, you know, are you willing to share the value of your portfolio? Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're thankful. I think it's roughly $46 million right now, our, our portfolio value. 40, uh, 40. We have currently five, 550 units, roughly five different properties here in the greater Houston area. Sean, back in 2008, when you bought that first little rental house, <laughs> did you really think you were going to amass a portfolio worth $46 million in the next 10 years? It was on the PowerPoint, Al. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I knew it was on the PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, just just to clarify, I mean, you can't jump from one to the other. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of work and uh, you got to be you got to persevere and you know, you got to be willing to go do life is competitive and life is short. So, 
you know, pick your straw. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, trying to help my family and, and grow our business as fast and uh, as wise as possible. And, uh, yeah, starting out, you know, buying, spending a couple $3,000 or so to buy a $50,000 house back in uh, 08, uh, you know, here now, you know, trying to, you know, maintain and manage and grow a $46 million portfolio. So uh, very thankful and I've learned a lot. I mean, it's got to give credit to the lifestyles and the, the team of lifestyles and the mentors and, of course, our investors who who are, have been with us uh, and the ones we'll meet in, in the future. You know, we're thankful for if it wasn't for them and our amazing staff and we've got an amazing property supervisor who does amazing work um, and the folks that do the day-in-day operations for us, we're just thankful for everybody's either their efforts, their education, their communication, and most importantly, their execution. So we're so thankful. So do you do you think if you had not turned on the radio and listened to Dell way back in 2007, would, would you still be a, a rocket scientist right now? I mean, would you still be doing the conventional thing? Uh, no, if it wasn't Dell, it had been George Strait. So I'd probably be on the circuit right now singing country music. Oh, oh, would you like to share a little of your voice with us? <laughs> no, like I said, Al, I'm not in the radio. No, um, <laughs> if it wasn't for lifestyles, um, we wouldn't be here. So, yeah, thanks to Dell for being on the radio back in, I think it was 07 when I first started listening to him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just just wise beyond his years, his entire life. So thankful, thankful he did all that back forth, but for us back then. Yeah, I, I, I got to echo the sentiments because that's that's how I found lifestyles, listening to the radio. Hey, I'll tell you what, if you want to do what Sean and Heather have done as well as what I've done, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Sign up for one of our free workshops and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.